It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, Ed Oliver and Deontay Daniels. We are going to recap the Wizards' loss to the Bucks, uh, but the Wizards did move up in the lottery odds. We're going to talk about that very quickly. We're going to talk about how the Wizards made a late comeback push, just a little too late, losing to the Bucks without Giannis and without Chris Middleton. We're going to talk about that that closing lineup. Should they start tomorrow night against the Pistons? And which of the young three guys between Denny? Rui and Corey Kispert, who showed the best tonight. Let's get started. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by NBA Top Shot. NBA Top Shot is the future of being an NBA fan. Own officially licensed rare NFTs of the greatest moments from NBA history. Sign up today at LockedOn.NBATopShot.com. All right, D, so what was your main takeaways from the game tonight? Uh, too little, too late. I mean, they they competed in the fourth quarter. I mean, I, I guess that's about as much as you can ask for from these guys from how they've been playing as of late. But I mean, they got demolished in the first quarter. They got smacked. I mean, actually, they won the second quarter. But I mean, they they just they took too long to compete. They took too long to really lock in and want to be energized and want to be scrappy and. Not guys on the ground. I mean, I like the fact that Tomas, you know, hit uh, Grayson Allen with a little clothesline. It's about time somebody on this team show a little fight, a little something. And the fact that it's coming from Tomas out of all players on the team, the guy least expect to do something like that. I don't know. But um, it took them too long to get going, man. Um, The Wizards are known. We've seen them a plethora of times do these, like, 
fake comebacks. They'll come back late, get your hopes up, like, oh, these dudes really competing, just for them to end up losing. Uh, it's just, like I said, too little, too late. Um, Grayson Allen killed them, five for seven from the three. Once again, they give up 51% shooting from the field and 45% shooting from the three. I don't know how you expect to win any games like that. I continue to say it over and over again, but too little, too late. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. They came out. They just settled for a lot of threes, and uh, we haven't shot the three ball well all year. Um, 11 for 38 from the three-point line, 28% from the three-point line. We didn't score a point in the paint until a minute left in the uh, first quarter. I mean, we started out down 32 to 13, so it was kind of like, we just started out so slow, um, taking bad shots, just selling for jumpers. Um, and without Giannis and without, you know, Chris Middleton, we didn't take advantage of getting to the paint. You know, one of their best defenders and one of the best defenders in the league, Giannis didn't play tonight. We didn't try to take advantage of that. Um, so that was disappointing. But honestly, um, right now it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, Kuzma sitting out another game. It looks like they're, you know, looking to develop some guys here and there. Um, they're not even giving some some of our young guys the most minutes that they should be getting. But, um, yeah, Grayson Allen, they let guys get wide open threes. Grayson Allen shot the ball well. Drew Holiday got shots wherever he felt like getting them. Um, Javon Carter went crazy as well, too. He had a step back three on them as well. He he looked very comfortable. So we didn't provide much resistance, kind of like we have done in the past um, 10 games, really. Um, not much defensive resistance at all. So. Um, but yeah, once again, numbers wise, yeah, like you said, they shot 51% from the field. They shot 45% from the three. They got to the free throw line, shot 16 free throws. And, um, yeah, it just looked like a typical wizards, um, night, the the multiple losses that we've had, the, (coughs) excuse me, the the past couple of games. So, um, but that last lineup, I thought they played pretty well. They showed some hard effort, you know, West didn't make adjustments until the end of the game putting Anthony Gill in, he put him in late. Anthony Gill had a plus 21 um, and plus minus. He was four for four from the field, hit one three, was one for one, nine points in 14 minutes. So, I mean, I think, you know, Wes, he should try to switch it up a little bit um, and put Anthony Gill in the game. Um, Denny provided some good minutes later in the game. So some guys just didn't start clicking and play with him. Like, ish, you know, the fourth quarter, he started to play with some energy, but it was just way, way too late. Um, Tomas with the clothesline, yeah, I mean, you know, Brad talked about he wanted to have some dogs on the roster and I guess show some fight there, a little bit there against Grayson Allen. But um, overall, it's just not much defense once again. And, um, you know, we're just settling for jumpers every time down the court. Yeah, it's the three-point shooting. They put up 38 threes and they only make 28% of them. Right. I mean, every time they these guys put up threes, I start to roll my eyes. I mean... KCP put up 10 of them and only made three. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, oof, it's ugly, you know. And <laughs> when you get into a three-point shooting contest and the Bucks put up 35 threes, but they made 16 of them for 45%, and you put up more three-pointers than them at 38, but you only make 11 of them at 28%, uh, that can make a pretty, you know, big difference in the scoreboard. So, I don't know. And they talked about it in the last game against the Rockets, I believe, with um, – I forgot who was commenting with Justin Kutcher. Um, mm-hmm. The radio, Jimmy Patsos, Patsos I believe. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about they just needed to stop shooting the three. And <laughs> Justin asked him, he's like, how do you not take the three when it's there? And he just said, you don't take it. 
And I think that's just what the Wizards kind of need to start doing is take the three-point to less because they, they just can't hit it at a consistent clip. They really can't. Right, yeah. Chris Tapps, um, you know, like I said before, without Giannis, you would think he would try to go to the basket a little bit more. Uh, but, you know, he was 6 for 12, which is 50%. But I just want to see him be a little bit more aggressive in the post. And, <clears throat> excuse me, that's like the only critique I have for Chris Tapps. But overall, yeah, they just settled for threes. And um, they look like a team that, you know, they're – they clinched their 30 and 42. So this is another losing season for the Wizards. They're mathematically not going to have a winning season uh, once again. So that's unfortunate. But, um, you know, next we're going to get to who we thought played best out of the young three developing guys. And uh, should that last lineup start the next game? Um, but before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again. It's college basketball tournament is finally upon us. Um, you know, you got some good games on. Duke is playing tonight. Arizona with Benedict Mathurin, and he's playing tonight as well. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports course podcasts and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device. To learn more about the trends in action, BetOnline, where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, D, so out of the young three guys, who do you think played the best? I would say... I would say... I mean, it's tough because I feel like a lot of people struggled. Um... I would say Denny tonight, he turned it on later in the game. I mean, because it was some plays where he missed some layups that kind of frustrated me. I, that I feel like, you know, he should be making. He missed a couple layups that I felt like he should have made. But later in that fourth quarter, he kind of turned it on. Uh, Log 32 minutes tonight, 5 for 13 from the field, uh, 12 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, two for seven from the three. I mean, but he struggled just like everybody else did. So that's not saying anything. Nobody couldn't really make their threes tonight. But if I had to say, Kisper really didn't do much. And then Rui, I mean, he only logged 24 minutes tonight. So he had seven rebounds, which was nice and was five for 11 from the field. But I guess I would give it to Denny for tonight. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, one one point I forgot to bring up, too, is the inbound passing towards the end. There was a turnover by Ish. You know, that's been a struggle the whole season. And, um, you know, I don't know if that's on coaching or the players or what, but it's been a problem the whole season. Like, there's something they need to work on, communication, and just drawing the plays in the clutch. So that's, mm-hmm. that's definitely a weakness of the team that I've seen. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. The three young guys, uh, Rui just didn't play in the fourth quarter. I don't know if it's, you know, because of defense or I don't know why um, West decided not to play him. He went with Anthony, Anthony Gill instead. 
But I thought out of the three young guys, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Denny too. I thought it was a little too late, but he started to get hot. He was getting to the basket as well. Yeah. He started, he started to get to the basket mm-hmm. and score. He had a nice two-man game with Porzingis. They had a nice little give and go, and then he got to the basket and made a layup. Now, like you said, he did miss two bunnies, and you can see his reaction as well, um, his facial expressions, you know, his body language as well. That He was he was frustrated with missing the layups as well. But one time he missed a layup, he got it back and put it back up. But um, he, he's, he definitely has to finish around and around. That's something this offseason that he really, really has to focus on and key in on. Um, I don't know if he needs to just get a move, a layup move, like a layup package, a go-to move in the post or a go-to move in the paint. But he just has to focus on finishing around the rim. Um, Daniel Gafford, 16 minutes tonight, didn't play much, had three fouls and six points. Yeah, it was an all-around rough game. Uh, and I know for a lot of fans, it's tough to watch. I mean, I'm right there with you. You know, it's not the easiest product to watch, man. Watch the team get destroyed and then try to make a comeback and get you reinvested late in the fourth quarter just for them to ultimately lose, you know. And I understand we're at a point in the season where, you know, you want the lottery odds, you want the best draft position, et cetera, but you still want to watch a team that could compete. And the Wizards just haven't been that team. Outside of the Lakers game in the first half of the Rockets game, it just hasn't been a team that's been fun to watch. It hasn't been a team that has showed any fight, any heart. And I feel like a lot of that goes on the players, of course, and the coaching as well. You know, you can have a bad team that plays hard for their coach. And then you can have a bad team that just looks like they don't care. And for a lot of a lot of times, the Wizards just at points look like they don't care. You know, so I understand it. It's definitely, I know for a lot of people, it's getting tough to watch, man. It's getting tough to tune in. Yeah, it does look like they're ready for vacation. Um, it does look like they're ready to go to the Bahamas or to Cancun or <clears throat> like they already booked their uh, their flights. But, <clears throat> yeah, it's tough. I mean, they know that <clears throat> that they're still they're still trying. I think it's time to just let some young guys play. I would think about uh, moving some guys up from the G League, Kyrie Walker, mm-hmm. Isaiah Todd was on the bench, maybe Joel Ajayi. And uh, Cassius Winston, I would I would definitely think about moving those guys up just to finish the season. But what did you think about that closing lineup? Do you think they should start tomorrow against the Detroit Pistons? I mean, I don't know if they should start. I mean, it was nice that it, they helped bring the team back. Uh, I mean, at this point, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I mean, what is the starting lineup doing at the moment? So, I wouldn't mind switching things up, getting a little weird at this point in the season. If you're going to get blown out, get blown out while trying to experiment. You know, you're, you're walking Neto, et cetera, out there in the start lineup just to get dominated. At this point, I don't – you know what? Yeah, go ahead. I would say start him at this point because why not? Why not? What do the Wizards have to lose? Yeah, it was Ish, Anthony Gill, KCP, Porzingis, and Denny. So Denny should be starting anyway. He should be getting as much minutes as he can. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a different lineup. Just to switch it up. You know, Wes, he doesn't like to switch lineups up. He usually sticks to his script for the most mm-hmm. part. So seeing him switch it up would definitely be different um, under Wes Unsell Jr. But um, we're definitely going to get to uh, – and then they are ninth right now in the lottery odds. Uh, the Pelicans won, I want to say. Did the Pelicans win tonight? Yeah, they beat the Bulls. <clears throat> yeah, so they beat the Bulls. So the Wizards um, did move up 
or down. They moved up in the lottery rankings, lottery odds tonight. So that is good news um, because the Wizards could use uh, more talent. So, you know, Benedict Mathurin from Arizona, if he can drop to nine, or Johnny Davis, one of those guys, or if they can get lucky and uh, get to the fourth pick or top five pick, that would be awesome for the Washington Wizards. Um, but before we do head out, um, we do want to talk about um, the Pistons game tomorrow uh, preview, and then we're going to read a couple of your guys' comments because we are live right now for the first time. So we're going to read four comments, and then we'll wrap it up before a quick after a quick word from D. Yes, sir. NBA Top Shots, the officially licensed NFT of the NBA, connect with a community of hundreds of thousands of NBA fans as a natural progression of fantasy sports a way to upgrade your experience as an NBA fan. This is the future of what being an NBA fan looks like. It's part trading cards. Every moment on Top Shop originates in a pack. Unlike trading cards, these aren't still images on a cardboard. These are officially licensed NFTs of the greatest moments from NBA history. Investors include Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant, not to mention Will Smith. There are also a lot of NBA players in the community like Tyrese Halliburton, Cole Anthony and Harrison Barnes. If you were to tell someone in 1916 that your piece of cardboard with Babe Ruth's face on it would be worth millions one day, everyone would think you're crazy. This is the opening tip-off of a digital age, and the NBA's officially licensed NFT will be doing a big part of that digital age. Imagine when the NFTs are even mainstream on social media. You will be able to flex what you own around the world instantly. No binders or shoeboxes. Top Shops moments can get you access to events and can be used in fantasy mini games on a regular basis. NBA Top Shot is the future of being an NBA fan. Own officially licensed rare NFTs of the greatest moments from NBA history. Sign up today at lockedon.nbatopshot.com. We also have a message from Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, so good, these are going to be your new favorite. All Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, yes, Puff included, 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bars with these, they are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. The offer is to go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, D. So we're going to read a couple of comments here on the live stream here. Thank you guys for tuning in on YouTube. It's 11, 30, it's 11 o'clock at night and you guys are here listening. So thank you guys for the support. Um, this is from Chimpozia Slayer says, they just don't want to play for West Unselled. It shows in their effort. Where is the pride that includes Unsell? Where is his effort? 
I don't know. That's a good question. You know, I, I said earlier, I mean, it looks like at times the team just doesn't have any fight. Like they're just out there running around and just going through the game, going through the motions of the game. I mean, they showed some effort later because I had tweeted out, West can't even get these guys to, to show any fight, to show any effort. And, I mean, they did late in the fourth, but why does it have to be only for one half or one quarter? Why do they show effort in the first half of the Rockets game and then the second half it just disappears? Why for three quarters of a basketball game does it look like they're not showing effort? And then for the final fourth quarter, they want to show effort. Why can't they just play a full game of good effort basketball? <clears throat> right. I don't – the same thing happened in the Rockets game where we started to settle for threes. And, you know, Wes Unseld is supposed to be a defensive-minded head coach, but we have not been a good defensive team at all. You know, once again, we let guys um, – you know, nobody scored 40 or anything crazy like that tonight, but just as a team, like, we just let guys get wide open threes. We let guys get to the basket easily with not much resistance. Um, and then, once again, we settle for jumpers, and not a lot of adjustments were made tonight, you know. Um, why isn't West trying to get them to get to the basket or, or just – emphasizing that you know i don't know what's being said but um definitely some question marks i know the roster isn't the best right now with coos and bill being out and you know it, it's a lot of young guys developing right now but um yeah this this is you know this is wes's first year he's learning he's learning how to control a locker room be a leader of men having his voice heard getting these guys getting through to these guys so i, I am intrigued to see how how it goes next year because if the same thing happens next year and there's not a lot of excuses of this being his rookie year as a head coach because we're doing the same thing every night. It's like watching the same game, getting blown out, letting guys go crazy, go nuclear from the three-point line. Christian Wood hitting nine threes, eight threes in a game. Um, the Bucks shooting 51% from the three-point line. It's just inexcusable defense right now. Guys are not, you know, just showing heart on the defensive end. And it's just a lot of miscommunication, a lot of guys being wide open. Grayson Allen, Javon Carter. Um who else? Pat Connaughton was knocking down threes. So um, this is this is every night thing. So, I mean, I know it's better for the lottery odds, but they do need to put some more effort on the defensive side of the basketball. Um, Vlogger says, hey, fellas, I, I feel like D is a chore to watch at this point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it can be. I mean, it's, it's tough, man, because it's hard. Like, it's a difference watching a bad team that plays hard because you have moments that's fun. It's like, all right, these guys at least play. Obviously, there's a talent gap between them and other teams, but at least they play hard. You can tell that they legitimately want to win and genuinely want to compete, but, you know, the talent level just isn't there yet. The Wizards is just terrible. I mean, they just, like I said, it looks like they're just out there floating, doing their own thing, not trying at times, and it gets embarrassing and it gets hard to watch. So, yes, I mean, it 100% could turn into a chore. Yep. And Chimp, again, he says they have no fight of the team or individuals. Um, yeah, you can't really dispute that right now. I mean, they tried too hard. I mean, a little too late. You know, I mean, they want to play hard with in the fourth quarter when they're already down by – they were down by 28 at one point. So, they just decided to play with effort and heart um, and energy at the, at the a little too late. Um, Fred Fezzo, thank you. He says, nice that you still have, you too still have fine things to talk about. Yep. Yeah. We try. Yeah. We try. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fool says, imagine having a good guard alongside Bill. 
Yeah, I mean, that would be nice, you know. I guess Russ was the last good guard, you know, Spencer for a little part of the season, beginning of the season, but, yeah, it would be nice. Right. Uh, Vlogger, uh, thank you for your comment. Um, I'm trying, you know. And Chimp, once again, says headless chicken basketball. And he also says the roster is the roster is the mentality and effort. Coach has to demand that. So, um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that, you know. But um, like Bradley Bill said in his press conference after the game, you know, he wants some dogs and defensive wings next year. He's got to buy in and do that too. So he's got to mm-hmm. look in the mirror himself today. And he did do an interview with Draymond Green talking about his future. We'll probably talk about that next week. Um, you know, I didn't get a chance to listen to the full interview, but um, I know he talked about the roster. He talked about John Wall and the whole thing with Ted Leonsis and how um, the video with uh, John Wall partying, that led uh, Ted to make the decision. But, you know, that's that's a whole other topic. But I'm just telling you guys that's something that we probably will touch on next week because we're probably going to listen to the full interview with Draymond Green. But, um you know, we'll just see how this roster shakes out. And for the rest of the year, I just want to see how the development goes. And, um, yes, the Wizards do need to uh, focus on lottery odds. Last comment before we do head out. Uh, Ron says, if we somehow got Jaden Ivey and Bradley Bill stays, I wouldn't mind point Bill. Uh, I don't know for a full season, you know. I probably would. I mean, I, I kind of want to see Brad just back in. I would love Jaden Ivey, by the way. But I, I kind of want to see yeah, Brad back because I'm assuming the Wizards don't get lucky in there and like in that nine range. So I'm not assuming they get Ivy. But I do want to see Brad back next to like a pretty good point guard because when he was next to Russ, he played really well. You know, so it would be nice to see him get back to playing alongside a really good PG. Definitely, yeah. Um, Jaden Ivy would be perfect. I mean, he would be a great point guard. He He's a combo guard, but he can play point guard. He can facilitate mm-hmm. offense. He can run an offense. He can start the offense. Um, he's a great ball handler. He can find guys that are open. You watch Purdue games. He's always getting the big man, Zach Eady, who's like seven foot five. He's always getting him easy baskets. He's getting the shooters open all the time. Um, and he can shoot the three. So Jay Ivey would be an awesome, awesome. They would be a home run pick for the Washington Wizards. Um, once again, he's a guy that you can build around. He's super, super athletic and get to the basket. Um, but yeah, they can both interchange handling the basketball. I mean, you, we don't really want Bradley Bill playing point guard, even though he did a good job at it. That's not really his uh, main position. Um, but yeah, it, they can both interchange handling the basketball. But that would be best case scenario for the Washington Wizards. Either Chet, one of those guys, it, that's a pipe dream. But uh, or Jabari Paolo, I would love one of those guys. Um, but yeah, Jay Ivey would be a great pick. So um, yeah, point Bill, we'll see. We'll see how things shake out. But we just want to thank you guys for tuning in. This was our first time going live, so we thank you guys for coming in and commenting at 11-11 at night, even though the Wizards got blown out by the Bucks without Giannis and without uh, Chris Middleton. I just want to thank you guys for watching. Uh, now, make your second listen Locked on NBA, Locked on Experts, covering the biggest stories around NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you guys subscribe to Locked on Wizards on YouTube and hit the notification bell as well. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.